and see this exact scenario is happening daily in businesses, large and small across this country. And it really has significant consequences from lost revenue because of missed sales opportunities. And overall, the very thing that the people pleaser really wanted to avoid is actually now the, the biggest problem, which is there's a lot of conflict and confrontation. Welcome to your personal leadership accelerator. This is the Unbusy Leader Podcast with your host and leadership coach, James Mayhew. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Unbusy Leader Podcast. I'm your host and coach, James Mayhew. And if you're just discovering this podcast, I want you to know something about me. I am passionate about activating the talent, the passion, and the skill that's within you. I believe every person has been blessed with talents, but talent doesn't become a strength until you invest in it, until you tap into it and develop it. That's when your superpowers get activated. And I can't think of anything I'd rather do. It's so fun. I, it's, it's me. It's my calling. So what do, you, what do you say? Let's let's kick this into gear. Let's get this podcast going, shift into part five and talk about the fifth negative attribute of leadership that causes bottlenecks, confusion and lowered performance in our businesses. And that attribute is the people pleaser. OK, you've heard me say this before. The overly busy leader will always struggle to be a leader that others want to follow. Now, I've chosen the word follower intentionally. It's not bad to be a follower. It's a good thing. I'm a follower. You're a follower. We follow those who've gone before us. We follow those who've been called to a position to lead us. And as a follower, it's our responsibility to be all in. It doesn't mean that we're supposed to roll over or that we're supposed to be yes men and yes women. It doesn't mean that we aren't going to have disagreements or even healthy conflict. It means we respect and trust that authority until there's a reason where that trust is broken. If that occurs, when that occurs, it's our responsibility as a follower then to speak truth and help hold our leaders accountable. We're going to help hold them capable to what their position is. And that is critical. That is so important. That's what makes us good followers and, and, and in their own right, it's going to make us great leaders. But see, if you're a leader whose main focus is to create followers, well, here's the truth. That's the mark of a broken leader. That's the mark of a leader who is insecure, a leader who is unsure, a leader who's uncentered, a leader who lacks humility. And the point I want to emphasize is this. The best leaders don't set out to create followers. The best leaders desire to develop other leaders. And that's why the topics that we've been discussing in this series are absolutely crucial. Because when you start to slide in any of these negative leadership attributes, you risk losing the respect and trust of your team and your colleagues. So let's look at what are some of the indicators of being a people pleaser? Well, first of all, I think they're good people, you know? They're nice and they're friendly people who are liked by many others. They have good hearts and they love making other people happy. And we describe that people pleaser as willing to give the shirt off of their back. They like to be involved with things. They may not always be great at actually doing some of the work, but they're going to be champions of others. 
And that makes them great referrers. They love to refer people to other people. They like to connect people. And they're great anytime you ever need a little support or a good ego boost. But in a leadership role, they are not only ineffective, they can be downright destructive to a team. See, here's the thing. People pleasers inadvertently create discontent within their teams. Don't miss this. Let me say it again. People pleasers inadvertently create discontent within their teams. The irony of that is that the people pleaser craves harmony and they dislike conflict. And because of their desire to avoid conflict and to side with saying yes, they can drive discord within a team because their go-to response is always to make someone else happy. So here's some truth for you. If you've been a leader for any length of time, you know that you're going to make somebody unhappy at some point. It's guaranteed. And the best leaders in those instances, they know how to be resolute. They know how to be confident. And they redirect that by reconnecting people to the mission, by helping them remember how they fit in, by providing constructive feedback and coaching them. All right, so let's talk about how does a people pleaser create bottlenecks in an organization? It's, it's as simple as this. It's their unwillingness to say no. So let me share this in sort of a story format with you. And by the way, when I'm sharing these stories, um, I'm, I'm changing everything around. But these are real examples that I have coached teams and leaders through. That's why they feel so real and familiar. Okay, but everything's changed here. All right. So let's say that Susan is a strong-willed team member. She's on a, on a relatively small marketing team. There's, there's five people in total. So Susan's one of five. And her expertise happens to be search engine optimization, okay? Susan reports to Neil. Now, Neil is our people pleaser, okay? He's a nice guy. He's been the manager of the team for a couple of years. He's really competent at the work. And as a manager, he's gifted at coordinating projects. But he's really uncomfortable with confrontation. He likes to make people happy. He wants people to get along. So what happens is Susan volunteers to lead a project that's going to require her to coordinate with members from, you know, say two other teams. But Susan has some strained relationships with some of those people on those teams that she's going to need to work really close with. In other words, there's going to be conflict. So Neil knows this, but he believes in Susan's ability to do it. So he agrees to put her into the lead role, even though he has his doubts. A few weeks go by. The project is moving kind of slow. People he finds out are frustrated. And Neil is actually fielding questions and comments from people on the project as well as their managers now. And he quickly assures them he's on it. Hey, he lets them know everything's going fine. I'm on it. We're going to fix this. He tells them exactly what they want to hear. But the reality is, is that he's so unwilling to confront the problem, which has been Susan's abrasiveness with others, that it's really not getting fixed. And see, this exact scenario is happening daily in businesses, large and small across this country. And it really has significant consequences from lost revenue because of missed sales opportunities, uh, managers getting involved in dealing with unhappy team members, mistakes, remakes, And overall, the very thing that the people pleaser really wanted to avoid 
is actually now the, the biggest problem, which is there's a lot of conflict and confrontation. Again, the people pleaser creates discontent within their teams. Now, here's the good news. This negative leadership attribute is correctable. In fact, all that we've been talking about is correctable. See, the controller can be coached to be more trusting of her team and colleagues. The critic can be coached to be more aware and appreciative of individual wins. The rescuer can be coached to be more confident in the abilities of his team to tackle difficult projects. The avoider can be coached to be more direct and honest with others by making it about their success and their growth. And the people pleaser, the one we're talking about today, can be coached to be less concerned with being liked and more focused on being respected. What's the one thing you heard that they all have in common? They can be coached. There are three things that need to happen for that to be successful. Number one, they all need a strong leader who prioritizes their development. Number two, they need a strong team who will hold them capable to their growth. And number three, and this is the most important one, they must be coachable. And without that one trait right there, here's the hard truth. You've got the wrong person leading. And the harder truth is, is that's actually on you as their leader. That's why coaching is the most important element for growth. This is your opportunity right in front of you. Coaching is foundational in building high-performing teams. Inside a culture where busyness is pervasive, effective coaching rarely occurs because it takes time. So people have to make a choice. Do they decide to be intentional about building a culture where coaching is a priority or not? You know, where identifying and developing others is the first thing. It's, it's top of mind. A few weeks ago, I put a post on LinkedIn asking for what new leaders need to know, but never really get any training around. It was such a fun question. Thousands of people saw that post. There were dozens and dozens of incredible insights from leaders or just, you know people across the whole world in various stages in their own careers, various backgrounds, various industries. I compiled their responses and I compared them to my own experiences with my business coaching clients. And here's the thing. I found some consistency in six key leadership essential areas. Basically, a list of the top skills that new leaders need to have to be successful. By the way, let me just qualify what I mean by new leaders. That doesn't mean young leaders. It's not exclusive to young leaders. It also includes small business owners who are transitioning from being the the high-level contributor, the doer, the original person doing the work to running and managing and leading a growing business. It includes people who have been in leadership roles, maybe for an extended period of time, but right now they're struggling to get their team unstuck. So I created Accelerate, which is this six-week group coaching package that's tailored to these six essential leadership skills. So we match up one skill per week and we really take a deep dive into it. So here they are. Number one, how the best leaders build trust. So important to build trust. Number two, the dark sides of leadership. Now that's the last five episodes of this podcast, but in this Accelerate group coaching program, we really get into the actual coaching around them. Number three is the art of giving and receiving feedback. 
feedback is such an important skill. It is, it is a game changer when you can shift your culture to normalizing feedback. Number four, how the best leaders establish clear expectations. Have you ever been more frustrated than when somebody holds you to standards and expectations that they never communicated to you? It happens all the time. So we're going to learn how to get past that and be very clear about setting expectations like a champion. Number five, how to shift your team to proactive accountability. We are doing accountability disservice by the way that we do it with the carrot and the stick mentality. We're going to elevate your thinking around that. And we're going to teach you how to do proactive accountability. And then part six, driving engagement through delegating ownership. Delegating is a grossly misused facet of leadership. But when you can actually give ownership to people to run with it and do what they do best and guide them and support them and coach them through it, hmm, now you're developing real leaders. This is way beyond Leadership 101 stuff. This is Leadership 201 and 301. That's why if you're a seasoned leader and you sign up for this, you're not going to feel like this is beneath you. If you're a new leader, maybe brand new to being in charge of people, you're not going to feel left behind either. Like this going to be over your head. If we just focus in on session five, week five, where we're going to shift into a mindset of proactive accountability, here's the truth. Most organizations have never experienced what it means to have proactive accountability. That session alone will be worth the price of admission. And so this would be an incredible time to get your team moving forward faster together and aligned in purpose. And that is exactly what Accelerate is designed to do. And you can learn more about that at my website, jamesmayhew.com. It's the front page of the website. Made it really easy for you. Well, I hope that you have truly enjoyed this five-part series on the negative attributes of leaders. And remember, the best leaders activate the talent, the passion, and the skill of everyone around them.